The human body needs amino acids. In addition to being necessary for survival, they're extremely important for our overall health and condition of your hair and scalp. Learn which amino acids are essential for strong follicles, a healthy growing head of hair, and thyroid gland. Hello, thank you for listening to Thyroid Hair Loss Connection Podcast, a science-based honest, candid conversation about how your thyroid affects your hair. You will learn practical solutions to hair growth, healing your thyroid, and balancing hormones with holistic nutrition approach and the latest treatments. Your hosts, me, Natalia Sanzo, a registered dietitian, aka Nashville Thyroid Expert, and Kimberly Vaughn, a board-certified trichologist, hair loss specialist, and coach. To stay up to date on the latest topics, make sure to subscribe to our channel. We also cannot do this without you. Send us a question to the link below and tune in each week for the answers. Now, let's head to the show. Natalia, our topic for today is amino acids and how these little guys affect our hair growth. Don't you remember learning about these amino acids in middle school? You know, that science class you had, third period of the day? Absolutely. First, I heard it was a protein and amino acids are building blocks of protein. I think everybody knows that sentence. That's right. Well, and the best part is you remember a lot more than I do because, you know, I don't even remember what I did yesterday, let alone last week. So taking me all the way back to middle school is pretty difficult for me. To break this down for the audience, what I decided to do today is kind of separate all of this in a few bite-sized pieces. So let's first take it from the pros. The NIH notes, proteins are chains of amino acids that assemble through bonds known as peptide linkages. The uniqueness of different proteins is then determined by which amino acid it contains, how these amino acids are arranged in a chain, and further complex interactions the chain actually makes within itself and its environment. These polymers or chains of amino acids are capable of producing the diversity we see in life. Wow, that's a mouthful, right? Now, let's simplify this just a little. Um, for the rest of us, in a short review, and very simply put, amino acids are simple molecules that create protein when combined and are considered the building blocks of our existence. Now, We've talked many times on many episodes about this little thyroid gland that works so mighty in our entire body. I like to compare amino acids in our thyroid glands. So let's talk a little bit about what the amino acids do. Maintain a normal digestive system. They process food in our stomach. Provide us with a source of energy build muscle, they grow and repair tissues, they maintain vibrant skin and ding, 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 healthy hair and nails, create hormones and neurotransmitters. Oh, I know Natalia's dying to jump in on this one. And enhance 
our immune systems. Most importantly, amino acids are extremely important for our bodies. I mean, I just listed all these reasons, right? These little molecules, though, build muscle. They cause these chemical reactions in our body that sometimes it's very hard to explain or to tie together. They transport these nutrients, prevent illness, support cellular growth, just as we mentioned. So just as important as these are for our entire bodies and our makeup, amino acid deficiency is really, really critical to keep an eye on and can result in decreased immunity, digestive problems. This one I think is really important. Um, and, you know, at different times of the season, we've talked about this, but depression, really, really important that we keep an eye on what's going on and how we feel. These amino acid deficiencies can really make a difference here. Fertility issues, they also lower mental alertness, slowed growth in children, weak, brittle hair, thin nails, and the list goes on and on. Right, Natalia? Absolutely. And you know, Kimberly, unfortunately, many people with Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, uh, they have, uh, they may develop nutrient uh, protein deficiencies, even when eating what seems to be adequate amount of protein. And the reason or the reasons are because uh, first, um, a lot of people with Hashimoto's have low stomach acid, which means that they don't break down the protein in their stomach. And if the protein is not broken down, that it doesn't absorb, right? Mm -hmm. I always say it's not what you eat, it's what you absorb. Another reason people may develop protein deficiencies with what seems to be adequate um, intake of protein is genetic predisposition or gene variation, uh, which we called MTHFR, right? Um, and then, of course, leaky gut. If you don't, if you have increased gut permeability, you will not be absorbing those proteins correctly, or they will not be getting in the right places, and then pass through your stomach lining, going into uh, your lymphatic system and create full body systemic inflammation. Um, then, of course, we're looking at the poor detox detoxification because we know that liver, the liver is, is vital for protein synthesis. And a lot of people have what we call congested livers. And um, so we don't break down protein, protein and don't utilize them correctly. And finally, infections. Infections such as H. pylori can prevent the absorptions of certain amino acids, acids from our foods. So guys, we, we have to pay attention to all of these factors and factor them in. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's funny, I was just going over this with someone the other day in the clinic. And they said, well, how do I determine what the acid balance is in my stomach? And so I had said, have you ever heard of the baking soda test? And so you listeners, you can't see us, but so Natalia's like smiling at me. But it's really kind of, it's silly, but it's so simple. And it really kind of is a good indicator if there's something more going on that we should be checking, right? Absolutely. And so this baking soda test, the test that I know of, is taking a quarter teaspoon of baking soda, adding it to six or eight ounces of water, stirring it up, and drinking it. 
within the first few minutes of drinking and ingesting this water, you should belch. If you don't, then that means that there's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And they should, the listener should really kind of dive in a little bit deeper to see what's going on with these stomach acids. Is there a leaky gut? Is there a li mm -hmm. liver toxification, right? Absolutely. So it just, one thing just leads to the next. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So now let's turn this amino acid discussion into something that is tangible. So in nutrition, amino acids are classified as either essential or non-essential. These classifications result um, from early studies on the human nutritional body, right? And, and how our foods are absorbed, how the foods then process, where they go inside the body, how they break down, and what their conversion looks like. So as we look into this area, then we have determined that these essential or non-essential amino acids are either very critical or not as critical. The other is, is that which aminos actually will our body absorb and create and make and build on its own? And which others do we need to really try to help support, right? So let's dive in just a little. So when we talk about essentials and non-essentials, there are nine essential amino acids. These are obtained by single complete animal sources, right? So I say that only because I just want to put a side note in the ear of the listener that is vegan or vegetarian, right? So these animal proteins definitely support our system with these nine essentials. However, there are other options for you. So then we move into our non-essentials, which there are 11 of these. I will go through this list in a moment, but to be honest with you, it's just there's no need in you writing all this down. We're going to add this to the show notes. So if you want to dive into this a little bit deeper to understand the difference between the essentials and the non-essentials, they'll be on the, on the show notes. Um, so... All of this being said, it's a lot to absorb. And so what we need to really understand is when we're talking specifically about hair growth, hair loss, Hashimoto's, hormones, right, that are all affecting and all playing into our thyroid hair loss connection, we need to make sure that we, we take this in bite-sized pieces. So today we're going to just look at my top three aminos and I think more than anything, this particular piece of information will be something that you can jot down and that you can kind of build on. This definitely isn't all of them, and it's not all of the my favorites. It's just the top three that will help us get through this episode today and make it a little bit more simplified for you. Number one, lysine. So lysine is critically important and helps promote energy in the body. This particular amino acid is also important as energy is necessary for our healthy cells to grow and to proliferate or turn over and build. 
Additionally, lysine helps to regulate our blood sugar levels. You know, this is always something that's on the top of Natalia's discussion list, right? Is what's going on with these blood sugar levels with our diet? How is that helping and supporting our healthy thyroid? So on top of this, we need to understand that if our lysine levels are not optimal, they they are not going to support this blood sugar level and the blood sugar level can rise and get too high, which then can cause damage in our hair follicles and lead to hair loss. Lastly, my note for lysine is, is it is an anti-inflammatory agent. So inflammation of the scalp can lead to hair loss, can lead to sensitivity, can lead to certainly poor, poor circulation, and it really can make a difference in the texture of the hair. Even if you're not experiencing acute hair loss now, if the hair texture is starting to become brittle and weak, um, I do encourage you to check your lysine levels because I think it's really important. The second amino acid is a non-essential amino acid, and this one is glycine. It's extremely important for collagen production. It's also able to protect the body from nerve ailments that can cause hair loss. This is a little bit of a rabbit hole if I go down it too, too long, but what I want you to understand here is that when the hair is in the antigen or the growing phase, it is truly living. So the the bulb and the papilla is truly connected to the body. It's receiving oxygen flow, blood flow, and it's also connected then into the nervous system. So we need to make sure that this collagen level and production is moving smoothly. Glycine will definitely help this and is a non-essential amino acid. Third, which probably I should have started with this one at the top, but it's arginine. And arginine is a non-essential amino acid. It aids in maintaining muscle tissue and in collagen synthesis. So I don't have to tell you, listener, you can Google collagen anywhere on any website or any search and you will have billions of returns because we need collagen in our system. We also want as much collagen as we possibly can because it helps us stay young, helps us look better, and also feel better because it definitely plays into the, um, the support within our muscles and our tissues. Hence, I'm just going to touch on this. So arginine is found predominantly in live meats. And so when we talk about this, as I mentioned a moment ago, for those vegans and vegetarians, don't feel like you're left out because nuts and dairy, if you're allowed dairy, also contains a good portion of arginine as well. All three of these amino acids can also be supported by supplementation if you're not getting enough of them in the diet. Kimberly, I like your list and I love that uh, you're giving our listeners uh, some options, you know, if they are vegetarians, vegans, you know, no dairy. Um, I do want to add two more amino acids that are, that are important for thyroid function, right? And of course, immune system and all the other functions that you mentioned. But since this is a thyroid hair loss connection podcast, let's talk about tyrosine. Tyrosine is non-essential amino acid, and um, it's 
it's not it's synthesized by the body but because of all the problems like low stomach acids right uh, leaky gut and all that stuff that people with Hashimoto's have we may not get enough tyrosine so I always make sure that my clients know that um, or my clients include foods that are high in tyrosine that include um, chicken turkey fish our nuts right peanuts almonds avocados bananas yogurt, cottage cheese, beans, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, and many more. So you basically, all the whole foods, uh, or many of them, contain tyrosine. Next one is glutamine. Now, this one is non-essential as well, so our body can synthesize, uh, but maybe not enough, right? Um, and glutamine is very important for healing leaky gut or for healing the lining of your gut. So I always stress this one out um, and make sure that my uh, my peeps, my Hashimoto's uh, warriors, um, not only take supplements, but include foods that are high in glutamine, which include beef, pork, poultry, um, again, milk, yogurt, ricotta cheese, in cottage cheese, raw spinach, parsley, and cabbage. Natalia, that was so helpful for the listeners. You know, that's the reason I always tell everyone when someone asks me about what they should eat, I said, you know, you need to either listen to our podcast or I need to get you in touch with Natalia because that's not in my uh, bag of tricks. <laughs> that's totally hers. So I appreciate that. That was great. Of course. So now listener, um, how do you know if your amino acid levels are in tune, right? What do we say all the time? Check your levels. Make sure your levels are in optimal condition. No difference here. This is where it gets a little complicated, though, because testing and mapping for amino acids sometimes is a little bit more challenging than just going to your doc and saying, I would like a CBC. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the next is which amino acids need improvement in your diet, right? So you don't know until you run the tests. Um, I encourage you to think of all of the aminos. Um, I also want to give you a tip um, that you can reach out to a provider in your city for, or as Natalia and I tell you, you know, we see clients and patients all over the United States and Canada. And so we're happy to help you. And oh, yeah, that's right. We now have 60, how many countries that 66. listen in? 66 countries that listen in. So wherever you are, we can help you. Um, but there is an epigenetic hair follicle test that will test all 20 amino acids. And I'll get to what epigenetic means in just a moment. But this particular particular mapping includes a deep dive into all of these 20 that uh, are essential and non-essential. So if you're not familiar with epigenetics, epigenetics is the science that shows that we do not need to be victims of our genetic inheritance. So I tell this little story, bear with me, but um, years ago, the, the Human Genome Project was expected to confirm that the existence of over 100,000 individual genes lived in our body. The result, sadly, was that we don't have nearly that many. We only have a little over 23,000. And I'm sorry, 230,000. And so only a little bit more than your 
average fruit fly. So why can't we predict what's going on just by looking at our genetics and by running these traditional labs like we talk about? Well, so there's more to it. And the more to it is the environment. So the epigenetic test that was um, developed by Cell Wellbeing is a new inventive type of a test that we perform here at our clinic. Um, again, as I mentioned, there you can check their website. They also have providers listed throughout the world. But it's very simple to have this test delivered right to your home, or you can go to a provider in your neighborhood and they can take you through it. Um, the kit that you'll receive in the mail is step-by-step -step instructions. It's pretty easy. You'd return it. Ten days to two weeks, you'll have a good analogy and a, a reference of the mapping of your amino acids. The test actually gives you more information than you can possibly ingest in one setting. But our clinic does offer a 60-minute analysis, and certainly if you let us know that you want to stay focused on these aminos, we'll stay specifically focused on the aminos. But the test is an optimal well-being test, and it looks at the full spectrum of all the epigenetic markers. So looking at your environment, looking at your gut, your circulatory system. And so it's just something to check out. You can see it and find more information on our website under tests. Um, but there's been a lot in here and I, I don't want to keep going because there's so much that we can talk about right in Natalia when it comes to amino acids. Absolutely. And Kimberly, you know, I did that test in your clinic and it gave me a great insight on my amino acid buildup in the body. And I was lacking um, some non-essential and I think uh, one of the essential amino acids. And, you know, the problem that we face um, and either you run the test or you don't, it's how do you um, deal with the information, right? All the information that you get in, it says, well, if you're low on lysine, how do you get it into your diet, right? And I think one of the best ways, and before I even say that, um, you know, a lot of people are eating more, mostly plant-based diets now. And we know that meat provides all essential amino acids, right? That's the only source of food that gives you all nine essential amino acids. So since a lot of people are gravitating towards eating plant-based diets, we need to make sure we do what we call protein complement, like you complementing one amino acids with another. That's the most effective way to get all nine amino acids into your vegetarian or plant-based diet, right? Uh, protein complementation is when you combine two vegetable proteins like legumes and grain, for example, to get all the nine amino acids that are essential for your body. For example, if you're eating beans, um, what beans are, beans are missing methionine, which is an amino acid, right? Then we need to complement it with grains, nuts, and seeds. Another example would be if you're eating grain, just uh, for example, like a quinoa, right? It's mis missing lysine and threonine 
amino acids. So you have to complement your grains with legumes. And I can go on and on about the how to complement those foods. But basically, by combining vegetarian protein sources, you can ensure that you're getting all nine amino acids. And protein complementation doesn't have to be done at the same meal. If you ate beans for lunch, and then had some raw almonds for a snack later, you would be adding the methionine uh, that you had missed out uh, on during lunchtime. So I think it's it's important for our listeners to understand Wow. Listeners, this has been amazing. And I hope you've learned as much as I have, because Natalia always adds in some new snippets for me that, you know, we never prepare and plan for. So I love this. But I I want to just review um, because this might help you. So first is just remember the real important factors around amino acids, that these are the building blocks of your proteins and your body. The next is is our five key aminos, essential and non-essentials, are lysine, glycine, arginine, tyrosine, and glutamine. The key is, is that those are only five, so definitely check out those first to see if there's any complication within your system regarding deficiencies here. The next is, is we just need to remember that today more than ever, after coming through a few very tough years of our lives, right, post-pandemic, depressions on the rise, um, our desire to look and feel younger and better, it, it comes to us every single day as we look in the mirror and we strive to feel better and feel great about ourselves. That certainly doesn't mean that we don't want our hair and our skin and our nails to be optimal as well. But As always, we want you to feel good. We offer you tips here. And we hope that if you have suggestions or questions that you want answered, and we're not touching on those across our series of seasons and episodes, that you'll definitely let us know because we're here for you. And as always, you know, it's the better hair day, the more aminos that you take. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk to you later, listeners. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.